I do want to read this morning in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36. Again, Ezekiel chapter 36, uh, you can turn there. We'll begin uh, there and we'll uh, try to get to the book of Psalm, uh, chapter 51, in, in just a little while. So you may want to mark that place. We'll get to that uh, in due time. But I do want to begin this morning in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 36. And as you're turning to Ezekiel 36 and, and marking also the 51st division of Psalm, sometimes I, I find it kind of comical, but sometimes uh, I like to listen to these commercials and they'll give you a sales pitch and then at the very end, for about the last five seconds, somebody speed reads. Have you ever heard the speed reader? It's just like, and you're really like, what did they really say? They really do talk. It's marketing, but... And in there, it's like additional fees may apply, may not be in every area. You know, there, there's always this hidden thing. It's almost like we've got to tell you the truth, but we're going to try to hide it. Marketing's field full of that. I'm not going to ask you if you've ever scrolled through this long list of stuff and never checked a box at the bottom that says, I agree, or I have read the above. I'm not going to ask you if you've ever done that, but a lot of times there's stuff that's there that... People want to hide the truth. It's just, I don't know what it is, but it, it's almost like we're afraid of the truth and what the truth does. You know, today I, I want you to notice when we start talking about sin this morning, that there is a, what I call, sin's true character. Sin's true character today, what is sin? Now, I'm not telling you what the world paints it to be. What is sin's true character? character what really happens what really manifests from sin now to a lot of people they're going to say sin is joy i believe actually it's the opposite of that joy is in christ jesus he is not sin he is sinless but here in the book of ezekiel chapter 36 would you listen to what sin really is in the 31st verse Ezekiel 36 and the verse 31 says this. Then shall ye remember your own, not your neighbors, your own evil ways. Let's continue to read here. And your doings that were not good. And shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and for your abominations. Now I know this morning that the prophet Ezekiel is talking to the people of Israel, but I believe that you can apply it to the very day in which you and I live in today. The sad part is, people do not loathe sin. Matter of fact, if you look around you, people enjoy sin. We talked about this, I know, in Sunday school, but it's almost like people want to hide things because they know it's sin, but now it's just people are getting more and more comfortable with it, so let's just let the world know our sin. Now, I'm not trying to advocate hiding sin. What I'm saying is be careful not to get comfortable with sin. Sin is not something that, that we want to rock in the cradle. Sin is not something that we want to invite into our house. Sin is not something that we want a part of our life for there are true characteristics of sin. There's, there's, there's a true character that sin has and it's not a good thing. For the, the Ezekiel says, 
Then shall ye remember your own evil ways. People very much so will make light of sin. In other words, sin in the eyes of God, we try to belittle that. And it, and it bothers me when you hear this, well, everybody else does it. You know the answer to that if everybody else does it. Just because a person does it doesn't make it right. It only makes it right if Jesus did it. You want to talk about a person in your life to mimic after or to, 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 to replicate in your life, it ought to be the very life of Jesus. But now let's, I want you to focus on the text here or even the person by which it's written in. It's not saying yours and yours and yours. It's talking about my own individual life. There's a reason why the scripture teaches us that we are to set our own houses in order first. We got to clean up our, our, our own lives. And Jesus said that, that, that how can you help your brother get the, the, the mold out of their eye, which is a speck of sawdust, when you've got a beam, which is a big piece of wood. He said, you got this log in your own eye and you're trying to help somebody get sawdust out of theirs. And he said, the idea is, is that you've got to clean your own self up first. So what we do automatically is, let's just compare ourselves to other people. Then shall ye remember your own evil ways. Sin and all the enticement that's there, uh, we, we have to forget, or sometimes we do forget. Then shall ye remember your own evil, your own evil ways. One of the curses that we have as human beings is that... We sometimes want to forget or we try to forget. But you see today, we have to be reminded, then shall you remember your own evil ways. It's amazing how, and I will see if anybody else has ever gone through this in your life, that God, I believe that what God forgives, I believe that He cast into the sea of forgetfulness and it's as far as the east is from the west, never to be held against you anymore. And I believe in that. I believe that when you're lost and you're a sinner, I believe that God forgives you of that and all of those things are gone. But let me ask you this. Has anybody here the devil ever brought up your past? Has anybody here the devil wants to go into your closet, as we might say, and pull those skeletons out? And the truth is, we all have things in our life that we are thankful to God today that He has forgiven us. Preacher, I have not. I ask God for forgiveness. I pray today that God would show you pride is sinful. Then may we realize this morning is that there's a need. The true characteristic of sin is, is that it can be forgiven and the devil will not let you forget. At least that's what happens to Scott. That's what happens to me. The devil wants to remind you of this and this. And you know, I, it's kind of like the saying goes, when the devil reminds you of your past, you remind him of his future. We have to be reminded today that it's, 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 it's the, the Ezekiel here, the prophet is, then shall you remember your own evil ways. I believe that God is able to save us. I believe that God is able by all means, uh, is able to save us. And I believe that God today knows all things that happens in our life. 
I'm sure it's covered by the, the blood of His Son Jesus, and I'm thankful for that. But I'm thankful today that God, that even though we're reminded by the devil of the things that we've done wrong or the evil in our life, He can save us. For here, uh, let me read to you for just a moment. I want to turn back uh, to the book of Jeremiah for just a minute. In the book of Jeremiah, let me turn to the 31st chapter. Jeremiah chapter 31, and let's look what we see in verse 34. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. For the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Does that mean that we possess something God doesn't possess? You have to remember what the word remember. We have to recall what the word remember means. It's not going to be held against us anymore. Folks, if God has forgiven you of something in your life, then all of the devil and his angels cannot hold that against you. You cannot. It's, it's not something that anybody can bring back. But you know, one of the struggles I have is, is that we worry about yesterday or the last week or the last month or the last years of our life is that the devil wants to bring these things back to us. And what, what the, the prophet Ezekiel is saying here is that then shall ye remember your own evil ways. These things come back to us. These things are reminded to us. And God said, I'm not going to hold against them anymore. He said, you need to remember who you are. You need to remember the things that, that happened in your life. But don't forget that I have forgiven you of those things. But again, notice the personality of this. Notice what he has done for him. Ezekiel said, then shall you remember your own evil ways. The book of Isaiah. Let me turn back and read there. And, uh, again, another verse right quick, if I may. Isaiah chapter 43 and in verse 26. Isaiah asked, 43 and verse 26, Put me in remembrance, let us plead together, declare that thou mayest be justified. Isaiah said, I want and I need to remember who I was and that I have been changed from that person. Today... A lot of times we forget about who we were or we try to forget about who we were or the things that are in our past. Today I want you to know sin's true character is is that, that we were sinful people but God has changed us from the person that we were. If you've not gone through that transformation, you've never been saved, you'll notice there's a change in your life that happens. There's a drawing to do those things. But the, 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 the prophet Ezekiel said, Then shall you remember your own evil ways. But let's just keep reading this verse here. And he goes on to say, You shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and abominations. So here we see that, 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 that Ezekiel is talking about uh, to the people of Israel once again about the, the sinfulness that they had done. But they also had to come to a place where they loathed their sin. Does anybody here today know what it means to loathe your sin? Now remember when I talk about sin's true characteristics? Let me pause right there for just a minute. Let's talk about loathe for a minute. 
Has anybody ever done or ate anything that's just made you nauseated and sick? Well, let me ask you this. If I told you before you did it, that's going to make you sick. What are you going to do? You're going to be like, I don't, I don't want that then. If it's going to make me sick, then I don't want it. Notice what he's talking about sin. He said sin, let me read that again. Shall loathe yourselves in your own sight. The word loathe means to make nauseated. It means to make sick. Why would a person want to partake in something they know is going to mess them up and going to make them sick? Why would they do that? You want to know why? Let's rewind the, the last few minutes. Let's go back to the very beginning. Why would people indulge in sin if they know the effects of sin is going to cause harm to them? Why would they do that? It's called, it's a, the appearance of evil. It's that sales pitch. It's that, let me give you something. I'm not going to tell you the full effects of it. I'm just going to tell you the joy that you're going to get out of it. But I'm not going to worry about the side effects or the later on effects. Let's just worry about what you're going to get and what you're going to get now. That's what sin is doing to, to many in our world today is... I'm not telling you what it's going to do to you later. Let's just focus on the here and the now. It's fun. It's pleasurable. It's exciting. And it's, and it's, it's, it's popular. All these things happen. But we forget that there's a punishment for sin. I kind of, I won't say chuckle, but I think about these kind of verses when people say, I sure am paying for all that whatever they used to do. They said, I sure am paying for it. My knees are hurting or my back's hurting. They're talking about an activity they had early in their life and their bodies are paying for it now. Folks, you can enjoy sin now, but there will be a day that we will pay the price for sin. That's just a, that, that's a big understood. And here's the thing is that the Ezekiel says, you shall loathe yourselves. When sin and evil comes before us, do you crave it? Or does it make you nauseous where you don't want it? Does it make you where you want to repel it or get rid of that? Or does it make you want to partake of it? Adam and Eve, go back to the very first instance of what happened. It may not have nauseated them, but they sure didn't push it away when that temptation of, of, of the serpent came upon them and said, Oh, wait, you forbidden fruit? Here, I have something that you can eat. God just doesn't want you to eat what, what, so that you would be all knowledgeable like Him. And I was glad that there was a point in our life where sin was not something that mankind understood. But you know what? Because of sin, we understood sin, didn't we? We experienced it, and then when you experience it, you understood it. Aren't you glad today to know that God is able to forgive us of these things? That, that, that even there's a time in our life when we crave sin, that He can remind us, you need to loathe that. You need, you need to be nauseous about those things. Is there anybody here this morning besides me that sometimes when I walk out in the world, it almost makes me nauseous at the things that I see? Folks, I'm going to open up your eyes to 2022. People are very comfortable with sin. People are very comfortable with sin. Matter of fact, I even see it sometimes trying to creep into the church house. Where, well, if it's okay in your society, the times we live in, it should be okay in church. Folks, I'm not into politically correct church. I'm into biblically correct church. Now, can we, again, we have different aspects of things. I'm not talking about, you know, cultural things. What I'm talking about is biblical principles. 
Should a society, should a church, let's just say, not the society, but should a church, should we be acceptable just because of a society says these things are okay now or these things are approved? Folks, today we still have principles by which we live by. And he says, you shall loathe yourselves. In other words, instead of heeding to what everybody else may say, he said, you've got to heed to the word of God in your life. When we say what sin's true character is today, God's word will reveal sin and reveal the true nature of sin. It's kind of like hitting the slow button on that last little speech of a commercial. You hit it real slow, you can start, you know, start really hearing what they're saying. When you start slowing things down and we really process it, we see the fullness of, of, of all the hidden agendas that are there. And today, God's Word, if we'll just slow down and let God's Word revealed in our life, it'll show us these things where we might loathe our sin. Paul's used a word very similar to this, if I can find it in the book of Romans, right quick. Romans in the 12th chapter. Let's turn back for just a minute. Romans chapter 12 and in verse 9. Listen to what Paul said. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Abhor that which is evil evil. Let's dive down this road for just a second. What does abhor mean? It means to be horrified. That's where we get our English word. Horrifying. Abhor that which is evil. Horrified which means to be afraid of something. Let me ask you this. What is your life like when you are afraid of something? Let's just let's, let's think about something. What happens when you're afraid? Either one, you're going to avoid it, or you're going to be extremely careful. If you're walking across a bridge and you're afraid of it, or you have a, a horror of it, then either one, you're going to avoid the bridge, or two, you're really going to hold on, or you're really going to brace yourself with a rope or something. You're going to take precautions to be careful. Listen to what Paul said. Abhor that which is evil. Sometimes we see so much sin going in our life. Sometimes we see so much uh, evil that's all around us. Sometimes we see these things so much that we become blind to the very fact that they are happening. Folks, it's happening. It's happening all around us. It bothers me when I see the, the, the comfortableness that people have. They're not abhorring that which is evil. They're not afraid of it. Folks, it is a dangerous thing not to be afraid of God. It is a dangerous thing not to be afraid of sin, to be comfortable with sin. If, you're a, if you have a fear of electricity, doesn't mean you're not going to use it. It just means you're going to make sure there's covers over uh, the, the panels and everything's taken care of. You take your safeguards and you realize is that you may not do away with it, but there's a fear of it, folks. I, I, my prayer this morning would be we would abhor that which is evil. May we be afraid of it. May we have a horror of it where we just do not want to do it. Now we're, we're going through a season now where people get a, a, a thrill on, on the horror of things. Today, do we really want to indulge in sin where we get a thrill out of it and we enjoy it? It may be, but you remember this. The pleasure of sin is but for a season. 
The pleasure of sin that you and I go through in this life, it is only for a little while. And Ezekiel tells us here in our scripture reading this morning, Ezekiel teaches us and tells us, shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and your abominations. He uses this same word just a little bit earlier in Ezekiel, and I'll just read it to you right quick. Ezekiel 20 and verse 43, he says this, And there shall ye remember your ways and all your doings, wherein you have been defiled, and ye shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for all your evils that ye have committed. Do you loathe things? Despise them. If you despise something, what does that mean? It means you don't want it. It's just not something you want. You know what's scary is how many the, the Christian people want or desire sin. Folks, we shouldn't desire sin. We should desire righteousness. That's the difference in up and down and east and west and, left, east and uh, west and left and right. Up and all these different directions you can imagine. To, to be able to despise sin and to be able to crave sin. Two different things. And I pray today that we would not chase after sin, but that we would chase after righteousness. Flee for Him that we might be able to be pleasing in His sight. For notice what Ezekiel says. You shall loathe yourselves in your own righteousness for your iniquities... And abominations. Iniquities. What does it mean for a person to have iniquities? Well, we're going to talk about abominations here in just a moment also. But here it talks about that, that he says the iniquities that you have or the events or the circumstances in your life that will separate you from God. Do you really want to do anything that separates you from God? Absolutely not. We don't want to do that. But that's what sin's true character is. Sin separates from God. But let me go ahead and make sure I say this. You will never get too far from God that He cannot save you. You can never get too far away from God that He cannot bring you back in. You will never do anything in your life that God cannot bring you out of. Whatever situation you're in right now, how deep is the hole? How far is the gap between you and God? And sin keeps creeping in and pushing us away more and more and more. And God says, I'm going to bridge that gap and that gap's going to be in Jesus Christ. But He says, you've got to loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and your abominations. What are abominations? That's what he talks about here. Iniquities and abominations. So the perverseness that separates us from God. But the abominations are the morally wrong things. One of the most common sayings that I will tell anybody, that I, whether it's in a workforce or anything else, students or whatever, Unless you're asked to do something that's illegal, a little moral or unethical, do what you're asked to do unto those that are in authority. And that's, that's kind of my saying, illegal, immoral, or unethical. Abominations are those things that are morally wrong. Is there anybody besides myself that when I walk out in public, I just want to say, where's the morals in our society anymore? We wonder why things have gotten in the shape that they have. But it's because we've become so tolerant. 
parents want to be the friends of their children and instead of trying to teach them the things of God, they want them to teach them the things that are popular. We live in a society today where we want to be popular and liked by people. So if everybody else is doing it, then we want to do those things too. And there is a great deal of concern that I have and a great burden that I have. May we not live in the abominable things that we as God's people would have morals and we might have ethics. Do you know what that means? That you do the right thing, not just because somebody's watching, but because God is placed in their heart to do the right thing. That we as God's people do and say the things not because that we are being heard by those around us. But because we know that there is a record being kept by God. And it's just simply the right thing to do. Today our our society today we talk about abominations. That the world has become the morals are just decaying more and more and more. And I'm not trying to be this, this, this negative this morning. What I'm saying is just because the society begins to say well... Matter of fact, I'm going, to, I'm going to say what the world say. You need to get with the times. Folks, the times need to get with God. And, and that's not just because of now, but that's been always that we always need to be in, in, in accordance to God's word. For he says, your iniquities and your abominations. You see today, there's a lot of things that happen. And it's not just, just one sin over another. There's a lot of things that are morally wrong in the eyes of God. There's a great deal of concern when people say, well, I don't see anything wrong with it. I want to say God's word plainly says it's sin. And if it's sin, it's sin. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. If it needs to be forgiven, it needs to be forgiven. For that is my concern. When people can live in sin and don't see there's wrong in the sin and they can commit sin, then they don't have a need for a Savior, folks. I hope you all will agree with me. We all need a Savior because we all have sin. Now I'm not saying yours are greater and mine are smaller. Mine are smaller, yours are greater. What I am saying is we all have sin. It's our sinful nature we need to be saved from. We all have sin in our life. He that is without sin be the very first to cast a stone. That's not what we're doing today. What we're saying is there's sin in our life and we need to be forgiven of that. And notice what the verse says. Then shall ye remember your own evil ways. He says, and your doings that were not good. And ye shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and for your abomination. There's things that defile us and we need to be cleansed of those things. For if you mark your Bible there in the book of Psalm for just a minute... Talk about these abominations and these iniquities that we have. Psalmist David said in, the, in, in some very familiar scripture. Psalm 51 and 1 says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. He said, I'm guilty. <laughs> he didn't say, let's clean my neighbor's house up. He said, let's clean my life up first. Every one of us here this morning, we've got to clean our own lives up. We've got to take care of ourselves. God will take care of the other things. But let's read the second verse. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity. What does it mean? It means my inward perverseness. My inward wrong. If I was to punch somebody with a fist, that's an outward expression. Of something that started inwardly. The hate to want to punch somebody started inside of you before you actually physically done that. 
And don't get me wrong, you're not going to punch anybody in the nose. You're not, you're not getting a, a free one for me that you can punch anybody. But that's an outward expression that all starts inwardly. The problem is not the actions of our society and world in which we live. It's the heart of the world in which we live. It's the heart that people can just not listen to God or push God away or not be concerned about God. For he says, mine iniquity. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Some people just want to clean their lives up. You know what it means to, 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 to clean up and to blot it out? You know, sometimes we just clean it and then, then you turn it over and it really needs to be cleaned after that. I'm glad today to know that God can clean us just whiter than snow, that we can be spotless. We're not just cleaning it up. He's washing us whiter than snow. And, and he goes on to tell them there, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity. Do you think he's going to be completing what he does? I believe he is. And he goes on to say, and cleanse me from my sin. Now, notice what the psalmist David said. Please follow along with this. The psalmist David is not complaining and crying out because of the punishment. He's crying out because of the sin. Did you hear what I just said? The psalmist David did not cry out and complain because of his punishment. He cried out because of his sin. Folks today, do not let a world tell you that they shouldn't be punished or there shouldn't be things... Let me rephrase this a little bit different. Do not let a world tell you there's no consequence for sin, for there is. There is a consequence for sin. And that's something that we cannot forget in our time is that there is a consequence for the things by which we do. There's a consequence for doing right. There's a consequence for doing wrong. There's all these things that we face in our life. And I pray that God would always try to keep us to the place that we can do just that very thing. For I'm going to read you this one verse again in Ezekiel 36. And I'm going to hush. Then shall ye remember your own evil ways and your doings that were not good. And ye shall loathe yourselves in your own sight for your iniquities and for your abominations. So where do you stand this morning? How do you truly see sin's true character? I want us to get a song this morning.